voting, donating time or money to political campaigns, and discussing political issues with friends and family are all ways to participate in the political process. But OHSU employees need to be aware of specific laws and policies that apply to all public employees in Oregon. It's Tuesday, January 23rd, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. I sat down with Abby Tibbs and Jason Davis to discuss what it means to be a public employee participating in the political process. First off, Abby, this is your third time as a guest on OHSU Week. I think that officially makes you a friend of the pod. How does it feel? Uh, it feels great. Thanks for the opportunity. Can you remind us what your role is at OHSU? Um, sure. Uh, so my name is Abby, and I head up the government relations team at OHSU. So our staff does local, state, and um, federal government relations, and we do. our team also works on community relations and neighborhood relations as well. And Jason, what is your role? I am uh, legal counsel here at OHSU. Something that comes up each election cycle is what an OHSU employee can and can't do in terms of political activity. Uh, Jason, why are OHSU employees different than people who work anywhere else when it comes to this? Yeah, OHSU is a public corporation of the state of Oregon, and therefore employees of OHSU are considered uh, public employees for many purposes. Political activity, which we're going to talk about today, there are certain ethics laws that also apply to public employees, including OHSU. Abby, why is it that OHSU can sometimes participate in the political process and sometimes not? I think that sometimes we um, there's confusion over sort of the term political process. So OHSU and our employees can engage in activity that is in the legislative arena or outside of the electoral process. And the electoral process, in my mind, is really defined by um, something that's before the people of um, Oregon for a vote. So OHSU has a very active interest in many public policies that are before city council, for instance, the legislature or Congress. And the agents, the related agencies, and and we will often um, work through that process to take positions on policy issues. That's totally acceptable and permitted activity, as opposed to activity that is related to the electoral process. So there is a distinction that with a significant difference. Yeah, I think the restriction on political activity, which again is items that are before the vote of the people, the restriction is that public employees can't engage during work hours. What's the what's kind of the rationale behind that? I guess I would say that we don't want the public resources to be used to influence the vote, uh, votes that are before the citizens, and that we want to take the government out of interfering or influencing things that are for a vote. So what about outside of work? Is an employee allowed to canvas, phone bake, you know, donate to a political campaign or those things that you can do outside of work? Outside of work, um, so long as you're not using OHSU resources or representing OHSU sort of in your official capacity, uh, as a citizen, you can participate in those types of activities. So if I were to write a letter to the editor or, um, you know, submit something for the voters pamphlet, as long as I don't associate myself as representing OHSU, that that's fine then? Again, as long as you're also not using you know, OHSU email or OHSU computer, and it's not during your work time. If folks want to engage in letters to the editor or those type of advocacy 
um, opportunities around pieces of public policy or legislation, we often work with folks on campus because we do have some guidelines and rules around representing OHSU and OHSU's position. And so um, we're always happy to work with our faculty and staff who want to engage in legislative or advocacy arena um, to make sure that they're most effective in that advocacy. Yeah, and we're just talking about the restriction when I'm speaking to that. It, again, is just sort of in opposition or in support of ballot measures or candidates. Mm-hmm. If, if someone does want to get involved in the legislative process, there's not something up for vote. Um, they want to go down to Salem and, and testify. What do they need to do to make sure they're doing that correctly? The government relations team is a resource for faculty and staff and students across campus. So my suggestion would be if you have any interest in what's happening in the legislature um, or any questions to call government relations staff and we can help you understand sort of where a policy issue is in the process, what OHSU's engagement is in that process, um, whether OHSU is going to take a position or whether you want to advocate in your own individual capacity and help folks access the legislative process, especially in Salem, um, and make sure that they're as effective as possible for their own interests if that's what's at play or that they are effective for OHSU. Um, And in either case, that they're well informed about the context in which that public policy is being debated. It's a huge part of our job. We are a campus resource and look forward to working with people on their areas of interest. So Jason, I understand from talking to you about this a little bit that this kind of law around what public employees do. This is really, it's a state law, even though there's an OHSU policy around it. It's really something that us as individual employees are responsible for making sure that we're following the law. Where can people go to get more information if they have questions about what they can and can't do? You know, I think our government relations website is a good starting point to uh, go look. They, the Secretary of State here in Oregon is the agency that provides guidance and can ask, ask questions. And there are links to some of their resources on our OHSU government relations website. So I think that's sort of the, a good place to start. And uh, I think there's also some guidelines on our website um, to provide some for, further information. No, I would, I mean, I would just say that if folks have questions, they can certainly call um, myself or folks in government relations. There are lots of exciting opportunities to get engaged in the legislative process in particular. And um, if folks have questions about that process or around any activities, we'd be happy to, to answer questions and help folks engage appropriately. Well, thank you both. Thanks. Thank you. In an effort to create a fully inclusive community, OHSU has launched a campus-wide unconscious bias initiative. Over 200 leaders from across OHSU attended the initial round of training last week, where Dr. Brian Gibbs, Vice President for Equity and Inclusion, spoke about their importance. President Robertson really puts forth the aspiration for us in his end-of-the-year direct line. He said, at a time when our core values are being called into question at the national level, People are looking for local leaders to reaffirm basic values and, frankly, basic human rights. It is absolutely vital that OHSU continues to be a beacon of hope. I remain optimistic that openness and inclusion will ultimately prevail, but we can't leave something so important to chance. At OHSU, we will make a difference by standing by our values and by modeling the power of hope and perseverance for those we serve in Oregon and beyond. 
I want to draw your attention to we can't leave something so important to chance. Openness and inclusion is not something that just happens automatically. Though as human beings, employees of OHSU, we take for granted that's an automatic. Of course there's openness. Of course there's inclusion. But when we look more granular at data and are intentional about measuring whether or not this is happening, we determine that it's not happening that way for everyone. And then we begin to see patterns of behavior that distill out who's included and who's not, who's promoted and who's not, who's having a positive experience and who is not. And so we have to be more intentional about the ways in which we cultivate engagement and aspire to culture change. It's not going to happen overnight. And then one other point I want to bring to your attention is that he said people are looking for local leaders to reaffirm basic values. We don't have to look any further. I want you to look to your left, look to your right. You're the local leaders and people are looking to you. We're looking to you. We must look to each other. And so it's not dependent upon what title you have, what your pay grade is. It's the culture of your experiences based on different levels of bias, different levels of engagement, different levels of privilege that are in operation. And that's just reality. We can't change it unless we're paying attention to it. So how do we get there? When our eyes are not sufficient, we wear glasses. When our hearing is not sufficient, we use hearing aids. When our minds are not sufficient, we need tools to mitigate the shortcomings. Gaining insight into the mental operations that lead behavior astray of values, and that's what we're trying to do. Values alignment. Our aspirations expressed values expectations of behavior in the workplace should be aligned with what we see occurring. And we want to measure whether or not what we are aspiring to is actually being experienced by all. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was edited by Josh Anderson and produced by Tracy Lamb and myself. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.